We continue our journey towards the trade deadline and rumors about the Cardinals trading Wilson Contreras and Nolan Arenado. I did not see that coming. We'll talk about it today on Locked on Cardinals. You are locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you would, give me a follow on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio and follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're all over the place, including YouTube. If you haven't seen us there yet, be sure to come on by, like, subscribe, and comment. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode being brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code LOCKEDONMLB, and get $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, last night, the Cardinals gave us another snapshot of some of the issues that they've dealt with throughout the season. Uh, Adam Wainwright, a very good start. Didn't have a lot of those this year, but then the bullpen spoils that very good start. Um, But the offense, which has made up for a lot of the inadequacies of the pitching staff this year, ends up bailing them out in the ninth inning to get the win over the reeling Arizona Diamondbacks. They're falling apart right now. We're going to have more on this game and on Adam Wainwright coming up a little bit later in the show. But we're going to start with the trade deadline stuff first, because that's why you're here. okay? because the games, they're fun to talk about a little bit. But, you know, the Cardinals aren't really going anywhere. But the trade deadline It's getting closer. It's inching closer. We continue to focus on the rumors and and talk about who might be staying, who might be going from this Cardinals roster and what they might be getting back in return if they trade those people. So what do we think we know about the, the Cardinals plans right now? Number one, we know they want pitching. Pitching, pitching, pitching. That was the words from John Mosellock. And uh, you may have your trust issues with Mo and what he says, and I don't blame you if you do, but everyone who has watched the team this season knows that if their pitching had been even somewhat better, even like an average pitching staff, that the Cardinals wouldn't be in the position they're in right now. Number two, it doesn't appear that they are going to fall into a full rebuild mode. This is not viewed as a teardown of the roster. This isn't the Marlins from 1998, where everything must go, liquidation sale. Um, The idea seems to be they've got a core group of people that they want to keep together, build around them by trading off pieces where the team has a logjam of of players, like in the outfield and in the the middle infield, and also trade off their expiring contracts like Jordan Montgomery, Jack Flaherty, and Jordan Hicks. Number three, I believe that there is a handful of guys here that seem to be virtually untouchable. In my eyes, this is my personal opinion, those guys would be Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Miles Michaelis, Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, and to a lesser extent, uh, Nolan Gorman, Lars Newbar, Brendan Donovan. They're like that next tier down. Uh, Those last three, I I don't want to say that they're untouchable, but it would have to be a really special deal for some really special players, more specifically pitchers, 
uh, to get them to be involved in a trade. So this leaves everyone else on the current roster as available in some way, shape, or form. And one of the names that you may have noticed was not on my list of guys that are not tradable is that of catcher Wilson Contreras. Now, according to USA Today, MLB reporter Bob Nightingale, this is his quote, by the way, the Cardinals have the greatest array of talent available with outfielders Dylan Carlson and Tyler O'Neill, infielders Tommy Edmond and Paul DeYoung, and catcher Wilson Contreras is on the block too. Does this mean that the Cardinals are actively shopping Wilson Contreras, a man that they just signed to a five-year, $87.5 million deal this past offseason, the largest free agent contract they've ever signed a player to? It seems unlikely, but at the same time, if a team is interested in Contreras, why wouldn't the Cardinals listen? Contreras' first year in St. Louis has been everything but smooth. (laughs) I mean, we've had the very slow start offensively out of the gate, which was a bummer because he was brought in to be that offensive weapon at the catching position, and um, he didn't start off the year very good. Then you had the benching of him as a catcher. They pulled him from catcher duties, and you started hearing about moving him to the outfield. You had those shenanigans going on. The pitching staff reportedly didn't trust him and didn't want him behind the plate anymore. The pitching staff has been a mess all year anyways. Uh, Contreras' defense hasn't been very good, which the Cardinals knew that was going to be an issue coming into the season when they signed him. I, I hope they realized that, that he wasn't going to be a gold glove catcher. That That's not his thing. It's offense. That's that's why he's there. And of course, the team has been losing the, the, the whole season, which doesn't help things. Now, his pitting has picked up big time over the past few weeks. Since June 20th, Wilson Contreras is hitting 400 with an OBP of 500, slugging 692, OPS 1.192. Those are tremendous numbers. They're even better if you just focus on the month of July where he's hitting 436, three home runs, nine RBIs, an OBP of 558, slugging 821, an OPS of 1.378. The hitting for the season as a whole is pretty much on par with his career numbers. Among all catchers, he's fifth in RBIs, fifth in home runs, second in doubles, fourth in OBP, sixth in slugging, and fifth in OPS. He has upgraded the offense at the catching position just like he was he was hired to do. That was his job. That's why you got him. But the defensive side of things, the uh, the pitch calling, seems to have the Cardinals questioning whether or not he's actually hurting the team more by being behind the plate then he is helping the team with his offense at the plate. Ben Fredrickson at stltoday.com pointed out that entering Monday's action, Contreras had 60 starts at catcher compared to the 40 made between backup Andrew Kisner and prospect Yvonne Herrera. Contreras had a career-worst 5.02 ERA after guiding Cubs pitchers to a 3.961 last season. Kisner had a 3.99 catcher's ERA, catching the same flawed Cardinals arms. Herrera impressed teammates, coaches, and the front office in his recent call-up before being sent to Memphis on Monday. Now, when asked about Contreras' role as the primary catcher moving forward, Mo responded about a week ago by saying, 
Quote, I think we will table that until the offseason. Obviously, when we look back on it in the short term now, there are some things that need to change. Short view, it's kind of nice what we are seeing out of Herrera right now. But ultimately, when we start thinking about 2024, some of those things will have to be more addressed in the offseason. Fredrickson goes on to point out reasons why trading Contreras probably won't happen. Number one, first, you've got the contract that he signed, okay? And who, who would want to take on the remaining 40 years of that deal? That's something that you'd have to worry about. The Cardinals would certainly have to eat uh, some of that money, at least, which is something that no team ever wants to do. The Cardinals had to do that with uh, the Dexter Fowler contract when he got traded to the Angels for virtually nothing. Another one of Mo's genius free agent moves, by the way. Uh, number two, what credit does he have as a catcher anymore? Fredrickson points this out because the team has kind of destroyed his credit by flip-flopping on him throughout the season as, as the main catcher. You know, he hasn't been in there as much as you thought he was going to be. He's done a lot of DHing. You've had all these issues that we brought up earlier. You know, anyone who trades for him to use as their primary catcher would have to be in my opinion, incredibly desperate right now. And if he's not good enough to catch for the Cardinals and the mess that they've been this year, why would he be good enough to catch for a playoff team? Again, it would take a very desperate team to want him to be their catcher. If they do trade for him, my thought would be that he would go in there as a DH for one of those teams. And number three, Contreras has a no trade clause. So he would have to want to leave. And at this point, could you blame him if he decided, you know what, that's fine, I'm good? You know, it was a season that started with so much excitement about Contreras coming in because you heard all the stories about how he truly wanted to be a Cardinal. You know, you had that story of him putting on the jersey, the autographed jersey that Yachty sent him, putting it on, asking his wife how he looked in it. Like, it was a great story. Um, He was very happy <laughs> to jump from Chicago Blue to Cardinal Red. He skipped the WBC so he could be at spring training with his new team and coaches. And apparently that didn't work for getting him ready for what was going to happen this season. It just all seemed like a great fit in theory, but here we are on July 25th and we're talking about putting him on the trade block and moving him. Now, I don't think he's going anywhere. I, re I really don't. And the fact that we're even having these conversations, honestly, just shows to me how horrible John Mosaylock's decision-making has been once again over the past few seasons and continues to be. And this is the guy that we have to trust to make deals here at the trade deadline to start to turn this franchise around, to get things going in the right direction again. And another name that was brought up that I didn't think I, I would have to talk about much anymore as far as trades go is that of Nolan Arenado. Now his name's being whispered uh, among people now. And uh, we're going to get into that and what's going on with him next. We'll do that uh, coming up here on Locked on Cardinals. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater that you're interested in. With great deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting excited for the fun that you're about to have. You don't have to plan months in advance. It's okay. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. With exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Uh, we're talking football because uh, preseason NFL football, that's not too far away. We're only a couple of weeks away 
from uh, the preseason getting started in the NFL. Hard to believe that it's already here. And uh, maybe you're interested in going to see one of your favorite teams play. Uh, tickets are, are sent right to your phone. You don't have to go through the email and try to find them all the time, accidentally delete them and all the issues that some people have. Get the tickets you want without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create your account, use code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just create an account, redeem that code. Locked On MLB, get $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The Cardinals battle the Diamondbacks again tonight. You can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM map. Just search Cardinals. Uh, thank you again for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. You can leave comments on YouTube and on Twitter anytime you want. Your feedback, always welcome, always encouraged. Uh, we'll have some we'll have some more of the, the listener feedback uh, as we move closer to the deadline coming up uh, a week from today is when it all is, is all done. We've got a lot of rumors and stuff to get to, um, and we've got a lot of opinions from uh, Cardinals fans on guys they want, who they don't want, who they want to trade, who they don't want to trade, and that's fantastic. I love that you guys are just as involved in this as I am. Um, One of the names, as I mentioned, that I didn't think I'd have to talk about anymore as far as getting traded was that of Nolan Arenado. Your all-star third baseman, Nolan Arenado, was mentioned in trade speculation again yesterday involving the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now in yesterday's episode about the Cardinals and Dodgers being a good fit as trade partners this year, I did not mention the little blurb about Nolan Arenado, the rumor about him that the Dodgers wanted him because I find it preposterous (laughs) that it's even a discussion. I really do. I think it's ridiculous, but the idea has picked up some steam. I got some people tweeting me and going, hey, what about this? Hey, what's your opinion on this? So I figured, hey, let's tackle it real quick in today's show, and hopefully we'll we'll, we'll put an end to all of this. But what can you say about Nato that hasn't already been said? I mean, the guy is having an outstanding season once again, despite all the losing and the rumors and the utter chaos that this 2023 season has been. He rips another home run last night. He's now batting 290 on the season, 22 bombs, 77 RBIs. He has an OPS plus of 133. Elite stuff among all third basemen, all third basemen, not just National League. Nato is tops in batting average, first in hits, third in home runs, first in RBIs, seventh in OBP, first in slugging, first in OPS. Last year, when he was a finalist for the NL MVP award, he hit 293 with 30 home runs and 103 RBIs. He's on pace to beat those home run and RBI numbers this season. His strikeouts are up, his walks are down, and the defense has not been platinum glove worthy. You know, he he's only made five errors this season, but his defensive run saved is at a career worst minus five, which is like you've never seen that out of Nolan Arenado. He booted another one last night where you're like, normally no one makes those plays and it's just, it's just not happening. And maybe, you know, the fact that the team's losing his mind isn't solely focused on winning ball games as much as it probably used to be in the past. Maybe that's gotten to him a little bit. <clears throat> I'm willing to give him a, a bit of a pass. He's been so good defensively and he still is, but at the same time, he's not at the level that we're, we're used to seeing out of, out of Nolan. But in the grand scheme of things, Nolan Arenado is the best third baseman on the planet. So to hear that a team is, quote, enamored with him, as the write-up about the Dodgers' interest in Arnado says, this shouldn't come as a surprise. Every team in the league would love to have 
Nolan Arenado on their squad. Everybody. Everybody. You know, the Cardinals have probably been long enamored with Freddie Freeman and Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. Of course they are. Why wouldn't they be? I've long been enamored with Pamela Anderson and Carmen Electra. So what? That doesn't mean that they're they're coming to hang out with me. And as far as uh, trading Nolan Arenado goes, I mean, it, it, to the Dodgers, unless they're sending over like Julio Arias, Bobby Miller, Dustin May, and Walker Bueller, you're not trading Nolan Arenado to the Dodgers. It's just not happening. If anyone is almost 100% untouchable, like 99.9% untouchable on this team, I would say it's Nolan Arenado and Jordan Walker. And that's the list. That's it. Everybody else probably has uh, a higher percentage of, eh, you know, for the right deal, we might trade him. Even Paul Goldschmidt. I'm sure Nolan is very disappointed in the season the Cardinals are having, like we all are. But at the All-Star break, which was just a couple of weeks ago, he was asked blatantly about getting traded. And he responded with saying that, you know, I understand that it's a business, but then stated immediately afterwards that he didn't opt out this past offseason when he had the chance to jump ship if he wanted to, because St. Louis is where he wants to be and where his family wants to be. He brought it up a couple of times. Well, that's why I didn't opt out. I'm not trying to go somewhere else. I want to be in St. Louis. The front office screwed the pooch going into this season. All right. They screwed it all up and now have a chance to start correcting things at the trade deadline. And then they'll have more opportunities to start to fix what they've done this offseason where they go get all of the pitching that they need. They're going to have to spend money so I, I to get the guys that they need to put this team in the right direction. And if they drop the ball at the deadline, and then again this offseason, and the team starts to head down another dark path next year, like they have this year, then perhaps no one Arnado punches out and says, hey, trade me, I've had enough, especially if his buddy Goldie isn't re-signed. I think that would give him an added uh, incentive to to get out of Dodge. But not this season and not this week. If the Dodgers want Carlson, O'Neal, uh, Jordan Montgomery, Jack Flaherty, Jordan Hicks, let's talk. Okay, those are the guys that are on the table. They've got a lot of young pitching that makes a lot of sense for the Cardinals to trade for, which is why we discussed it so much yesterday. Now, if you want to go back and hear the guys that I think the Cardinals would be interested in and who some of the other reporters that cover the Cardinals think the car that they would be interested in that uh, are in the Dodgers organization, check out yesterday's episode. But this this Nato stuff I find silly, and I'm not I'm not gonna lose any sleep over it. Okay. I, I he's not getting traded. We're gonna close out with Adam Wainwright and his performance last night, and we'll talk a little bit about the game last night. We'll do that next here on Locked on Cardinals. Adam Wainwright was back on a major league mound for the first time since the 4th of July when things did not go so well in Miami against the Marlins. And although he looked a little bit rusty, which is to be expected, you got to give Wayno credit. He went out there and threw one of his best games of the season. He hasn't had a lot of good ones. 
But the guy was supposed to be, remember this, the guy was supposed to be throwing to live batters, like a live simulated batting practice or whatever they call it, for the first time since going on to the IL on Monday. That's what he was supposed to be doing. And instead, because of the lack of pitching on the Cardinals roster, how many guys they had to use in Chicago, he had to take the mound instead against the Arizona Diamondbacks, a team that was just a half game out of the wild card spot going into the game and very recently was in first place over the Dodgers in the NL West. Big difference there. Uh, Bernie Miklas over at ScoopsWithDannyMac.com basically chastised the team for allowing something this crazy to happen, saying, quote, a couple of cortisone, cortisone injections, two bullpen sessions, no injury rehab assignment, no real plan, no problem. The Cardinals are just winging it, giving Wainwright the assignment because they have no one else to make the start. This all reeks of desperation for the team and for Wainwright. His extra speedy return is just another example of the consequences that have hit the Cardinals hard in the aftermath of the front office's failure last offseason. And he's completely right. He's absolutely right. I mean, this was a pretty desperate move. Like, would the Cardinals do something like this with, say, um, even Miles Michaelis? But would they do it with any of their young guys, like a, a Libertor? Or any of the guys in Memphis, like a McGreevy or um, or a Graceffo or a Tink Hintz. No, they would not do that. But luckily for the Cardinals and Adam, it, it didn't backfire the way it could have last night. It actually kind of worked out for him. In fact, I was very impressed with Wayno's stuff. Now, he did give up some hard hit outs. That happened. There was a few line drives that were just smoked at some of the outfielders. But they found gloves instead of grass and that was great and it was good enough to get him through five innings and a chance to get win number 199 of his career he was in line for that win last night unfortunately the bullpen blew it again league leading 23rd blown save of the season but the offense they pick up the the, the bullpen they go like look we got your back we'll help you out put together a miraculous Five-run ninth inning together to stun the Diamondbacks and win this one 10-6. Goldie and his return to his old stomping grounds. He goes two for five, three RBIs, two-run blasts in that first inning, then had the game-tying RBI single in the ninth. Nolan Arnato hits his 22nd dinger of the year. Brennan Donovan with three more hits. Newt batting cleanup for the first time this year. Walks three times, scores twice, gets that RBI walk in the ninth inning to take the lead. Great at bat there. And then how about Tyler O'Neill? Tyler O'Neill who I know, he's kind of the whipping boy. You know, people uh, are trying to get rid of him. It probably is in the best interest for both parties if Tyler O'Neill is traded, get a fresh start, change of scenery. But he comes in as a defensive replacement for Walker when the Cardinals actually had the lead. Comes up huge in the ninth with the bases loaded and two out. Rips that double down the line in the left, clearing the bases. And I've been impressed with O'Neill since he's made his return. Now, we still haven't seen the power this year. He's no home run since he's returned. He's only got two on the year. But since coming back, he's been getting on base a lot. Since his return, he's hitting 267, but he's got an OBP of 450 thanks to the five walks that he's also gotten in his 20 plate appearances. He only had seven walks in his previous 99 plate appearances before the back injury. So whatever he's changed in his approach, he's seeing the ball well. Uh, some of the calls that he struck out on in Chicago were balls. So he's just like, okay. I mean, they all looked a little bit high, the ones that I'm talking about. And I've liked it. I've enjoyed it. Uh, he looks like he's running well. 
he looks like he's having a good time being back out on the field, which, you know, he should be considering how much the injuries have taken away from him this season. Um, will a team be interested in Tyler O'Neill still? I don't know. I would be if I was another team. Uh, Gorman was out again last night, back stiffness considered day to day, nothing serious, but they're just keep being cautious with him. Uh, Contreras was out again with the hip, but he did pinch it. He scores in the ninth inning and is expected back in the lineup tonight. Uh, the other moves the team made, they sent down, uh, Yvonne Herrera and Zach Thompson brought up Andrew Suarez from Memphis, former second round pick of the giants. A guy I really liked in spring training. I thought he did a good job. Um, they, Thought otherwise, set him down, uh, was 4-2 at Memphis. Basically a multi-inning reliever in Memphis, but he did start the last three games. But again, they're not like he's going six, seven innings. He's going like three and four for the most part. At an ERA just over four at 4.08 at Memphis this year, uh, left-hander. So I'm sure he'll get some action at some point. The team also moved Ryan Helsley to the 60-day IL, which means the earliest he can return will be on August 11th. Thank you again for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Be sure to catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast for the series against Arizona, which continues tonight with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Steven Matz will get the ball this evening. Had a great outing uh, against the Cubbies in his last time on the mound. Hopefully he continues that tonight. He'll go up against uh, right-hander Merrill Kelly for the D-backs. First pitch will be at 840 St. Louis time. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube to help our channel and love for the Cardinals grow. Obviously, we'll we'll continue to keep you posted on uh, any updates when it comes to the trade deadline. Any rumors, we're always here for you on YouTube. You'll you'll get these shorts. I can't that they're less than a minute long, where I'll cut them and uh, you know put something out there if we get any breaking news. So be on the lookout for those. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.